Welcome to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm writer, filmmaker, and book devourer Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, actress, filmmaker, and e-reader. This episode, we're giving tips on giving books as gifts. And we're talking about our favorite books of the year. Yes, it's our special holiday episode. Yay! But first, Mallory, what are you reading? So, this is the time of year where I realize it's December and I haven't read enough 2017 releases. <laughs> so, I'm just about, I just started Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste mm. Ng, which I've been, ex- I have had for a while and I've been excited to read. It just sort of like was off to the side and I didn't end up getting to it but it I'm such a long hold list of the library I'm definitely not going to be able to read this oh my god next year. borrow it after me oh I will I it, will it's I'm excited to read it every like Celeste Ng is the author of everything I never told you which we both loved mm, so good and this book is about a family that moves to a small town in Ohio and the weird stressful things that happen and it's, it's I'm it's, not I'm not very far into it so also I feel like everything I never told you is also the plot is like what but then it's such a well-written, amazing book. Oh, I love that book so oh, much. It really destroyed me. Brit, what are you reading, Bria? I'm doing the opposite. I'm not reading a book from this year. I'm reading an old book <laughs> called Old Man's War by John Scalzi. What are you mouthing today? <laughs> <laughs> what are you mouthing? You said he's your friend? Yeah, I John love- Scalzi? Oh, yeah. I well, love so John. I've never read this book, and it's obviously very famous. This book was written... 2005. Is it? I think so. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it is 2005. Uh, so it's an older, not old, it's not like from the 1970s or anything like yeah. that, but it is, but it is. people consider it a very, a pillar of the sci-fi world, and I've never read it, and I, someone was telling me the plot, and I'm about halfway through, essentially it's at age 75, the main character buries his wife and goes and joins the war, because the intergalactic war, in this intergalactic war, you can, as a 75-year-old, you can join up, and you don't really know what's going to happen, but they assume they make you younger, which is not quite what happens, and you find that about a third of the way into the book, what actually happens, and so I'm about there where they're training and doing things. It's, it's really great. It's For sci-fi fans, this is, like, great world-building stuff, super interesting. I loved Collapsing Empire, so I was like, oh, I should really go back and read more, especially since the next book in that series doesn't come out for a while. Oh, John's an incredible guy. So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. Carlin wrote in about our book politics episode. I'm an English slash religion student and bookseller, and I think reading ethically can feel as like a trap as a student who is often required to read and talk about books by questionable or outright garbage people. On one hand, these are garbage people. On the other, sometimes it's necessary to have their writing in your back po- pocket and scholarship. One solution I'm fond of that didn't get brought up is to find used bookstores that are owned by women and people of color because the books are used, it doesn't put money in the author or their estate's pockets, and you're actively supporting a small business if there isn't a local used bookstore there are many who have online presences in places like abebooks.com we love this yeah we love this and we also always link in our show notes to places to buy books that's interesting did we link to those books when we had that episode no i didn't link link to the garbage people books Oh, interesting but we link to indie bound so you can also buy from a local yeah small small bookstore um melissa wrote in Actually, about, a lot of people wrote in about this. Exact, about reading in the tub? Well, this exact tip. Maybe we should have an entire episode about reading in the tub. Well, oh, I mean, what happened... <laughs> Bath times in reading. What happened after we talked about reading in the tub and e-readers in the tub is about like 20 or 30 people wrote in to tell us this exact thing. Okay, okay. So we'll tell because I was wrong. I just finished last week's show with the question about using e-readers in the tub. Putting your e-reader in a plastic bag was mentioned, but you guys weren't sure if you can still turn the pages. I can't speak for all e-readers, but I can happily report that iPhone and iPad touchscreens can still be used in Ziploc bags. Amazing. 
I would guess that similar touchscreen tech would work the same. That's really impressive, and I meant to test this this morning before you came over because I was like, we got to test this out. Maybe this is our next book tech. Which just, the book it. tech is literally a plastic bag. Okay. It's a, <laughs> Let's test it. By the way, I do believe you, Melissa. I believe you that it totally works. I just feel like we should test it and see how should well we it works. Should we test different types of plastic bags? Is that a weird thing? Yeah, and maybe different types of Kindles. Obviously, like the Kindle with the button, you can turn the page. But like my screen, also my Kindle's old, so it is a little like you know. I have access to a Kindle now. Maybe I can get in on it. this too. Try it. Hmm. Or an iPhone. You can use your phone. Okay. All right. Maybe we'll test this out. Okay. We're gonna do some. We're gonna do some field testing. But the, we in tub we reading. believe all of you who wrote yeah. in. We're not saying you're not right. You're probably you are. You guys are right. I'm sure. We're just we we just need to find out for ourselves. The intrepid readers over on Reading Glasses need to need to do some tub testing. Mm-hmm. So you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. As always, we want to thank Danielle, who runs our Facebook group, and Chrissy and Rachel, who moderate our Goodreads page. So this episode is all about gifts and things. If you want us to do more book tech on the show, we started an Amazon wish list so that Mallory isn't footing the bill for all of the things that we, she's been buying. Because while it's really fun to test perfume we are spending like you know more money on these book things that we don't end up using the book pillow is in the top of my closet i i I use mine all the time well that's good so if you are looking to give your favorite podcast hosts a holiday present this that's where you go find it so before we talk about giving bookish presents we're going to take a quick break reading glasses is supported in part by story worth StoryWorth makes it easy and fun for your loved ones to share their stories with weekly emailed story prompts. Here's how it works. Purchase a subscription for someone you love, and each week, StoryWorth sends them an email with a question about their life. They simply reply to the email with their story, or they can record it over the phone. And after a year, their stories will be bound into a beautiful keepsake book. And you know we like books here on Reading Glasses. It's a great gift for the holidays for your loved one who enjoys telling stories, which is probably a lot of your loved ones. Also a great gift for someone you can't think of what to buy them because they're going to love telling you about themselves. I ordered it for my mom. She was very excited to get it. And I'm also thinking about getting it for another member of my family who could call it in, but maybe won't necessarily reply to emails. So there's that. For $20 off, you can visit StoryWorth, that's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash reading glasses when you subscribe. That's $20 off. That's a pretty good deal, guys. Hey, Helen Hong. Yes, J. Keith Van Stratton? What's the difference between a layover and a stopover? I have no idea. What's the difference between optimal and optimum? I have no idea. What's the difference between an actual conversation and a promo for our new show on Maximum Fun, Go Fact Yourself? Nobody has any idea. Go Fact Yourself, the game show with celebrity contestants, super smart experts, and answers to questions you've never even asked. Listen twice a month on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. And be in the audience for our tapings of Go Fact Yourself in downtown L.A. It's free. Go to GoFactYourPod.com for more info. We're having a very realistic conversation. Yes, we are. This week, it's the holidays. How the fuck did that even happen? 
As a reader, the holidays can be tricky. You want to buy books as presents for everybody you know. You're worried that every distant relative you have is going to buy you a copy of The Girl on the Train because they know you like to read. Maybe you have a special reader in your life and you don't know what to get them. Well, folks, we're here with the Reading Glasses Holiday Gift Guide. I mean, books are a great present, right? Oh, they're They're perfect. They're affordable. You can wrap them easily, even if you're bad at wrapping, like I am. Mm -hmm. You can't break them when you drop them when you're drunk at the office Christmas party. But to avoid that book being regifted or never being read or forgotten on a shelf, just make sure that you get the right one. So first off, this is this is a tough thing I need to talk to you guys about, and okay. I, it's hard for me to admit Go. to myself, but we all have to get on board with this. First off, is that person even a reader? Yeah, when you're buying a book, are they a reader? Listen, we all have that person in our lives that we adore, and we love them, and we know that they would love this one book if they would just read it. But you know what, guys? Let's get real. They're not going to read that book. They're just not going to read that fucking book. They're going to feel kind of guilty every time they see it collecting dust on their toilet. We need to stop foisting books onto non-readers. You know what? If you're really desperate, get them a cool art book or something of something that they like so it'll look cool and sophisticated on their coffee table. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. So one time I brought two really good books, I will add. Two books to a Yankee Swap, Secret Santa kind of thing at this What's Christmas party. Swap? It's when you, like, everyone brings a wrapped present and then you have to swap and then everyone switches. Oh, it's a secret Santa. Yeah. I call it Yankee Swap. That's what they call it in New England. Huh. Why? I I don't know. Because New Englanders are dumb. Okay. So I brought these two books. I'm all excited. And, like, everyone starts opening presents and I watch as they got opened and the girl who opened them was like, who would bring books to a secret Santa? And I was like, oh, no. And then I watched it systematically get swapped away every time someone had it until the person who ended up with them left them under a chair. So you know what, guys? You got to know your audience. We think books are cool, but that doesn't mean everybody else does. Okay, second thing about giving a book as a gift, you got to remember that not everyone wants to read your favorite book. You're gifting it to them. It's not a gift for you. So you got to think hard about their tastes and their interests, right? Yeah. So... Oh, and, and also their phobias and their triggers. Yes. I will punch you right in the mouth if you get me a snake book. A coffee table book about snakes? <laughs> a snake adventure. A lovely snake adventure. That's a snake adventure. What is a snake adventure? Just sucking really hard? <laughs> it's just about... It's, called, it's a memoir by a snake. It's called My Life with No Legs. <laughs> also, be aware of books that people already own. Yep. I was dating this guy years ago. This is in college. And he knew I was into two things, feminism and vegetarianism. And he bought me this book. And it was a book that combined both those two loves. But obviously, I already owned it. I was in college. And yeah. these were like the two things that I talked about all of the time. And I was like... I don't know. He he felt like he was like trying to introduce me to like, look, two things you love. And I'm like, yeah, I already read that book. And like, not only that, but I like helped get that woman who wrote it as a speaker to come to my school. So I was very unimpressed with this book and quit dating that guy because I was like, you should have looked at my bookshelf. Yeah, that's like, Which oh, is probably Ma- pretty rude now that I think about it. But well, that's like, oh, Mallory likes horror. I'll have you ever heard of Stephen King? I got you a Stephen <laughs> King. Like, yes. Yes, I do. Thank you. I know this. So, yeah, you got to look at, like, if you don't know if somebody, I always err on the side of caution. If you don't know if somebody already has it, I just don't get it for them. Yeah, I like to do this sneaky thing where I'm like, have you read this book? And they'll go, no, I haven't read it. And I'm like, great. That's, that, tick that one off for the book list, Ooh. the gift book list. Also, cock, uh, cock books. Wow. That, I mean, that is a book for, that's a gift for somebody. <laughs> a cock book. That's a very specific <laughs> gift. 
book about roosters. Cookbooks and cocktail books make great book gifts for non-readers, and they oh, go, yeah. they're like very they're very practical. You can stick them in a kitchen; they look nice there, and you, people actually use them. I use cookbooks constantly. I cook all the time, and I love my cookbooks. I use my cocktail books. Bria, how do you give books to people? So I the one thing I do try to think about is a book that I've read usually this year that I've liked, and that will influence what I want to buy them. And then I do the thing where I try it. Well, I'm like, what about? Have you read, did you check out Meddling Kids or some book that I'm like, you would like this book. And then I try to tell them a little bit about it, but I don't tell them the whole plot. That's the key. Don't tell someone the whole plot yeah, before you give them that. the book. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do a little like sneak in to see if they've already read it. What about you? What do you what do you do when you're gifting somebody a book? Honestly, I really only gift books to people that I know really well. One, because I know if they'll already have them or not. And two, I know sort of if they'll like them or not. Like if someone's a reader, I'll usually get them a gift certificate instead oh. for the holidays because every reader loves bookstore ebook gift certificates. Seriously, that shit is the best. We all know it. And also Remember that your local indie bookstore, they offer gift certificates too. So, And if you want to get them a particular book, include a gift receipt so they can swap it out if they already have it. <coughs> one year, um, bless you, one year, I like there was one particular book that came out and like three different people got it for me. Oh, no. So give a gift receipt just in case. I love a gift certificate. I should have to second that. A gift certificate to me is like free money. Oh, yeah. It's like literally because normally if someone gives me like, they're like, Send me a check for like $25. Like my aunt sends me a check for $25 for my birthday, which is very sweet. And I always think, ah, I should, I could do something fun with this. But I'm like, no, I should put this in my bank account for like those days where I only have $25, you know? And then, (laughs) but if someone gives me a gift certificate, it's like, that is free money that I get to spend on whatever the fuck I want. Yep. No, especially at a bookstore. Oh, yeah, it's the best. And you're supporting local indie bookstores if you do, like, yeah. a local book place. I mean, you could do an Amazon one, but, like, you could also do a Powell's one, and people could go buy stuff online. Yeah, and then get you out of the house, might meet a friend. So what do you do if you – what did you do when they gave you – you got three of the same books, and there's no gift certificate? Yeah, there's some serious etiquette if a relative gives you a book you already have, and they don't include a gift certificate. So what I – what I've, I've, I've done is if you have book friends, swap them around. And you can, I mean, you can donate them to a shelter that might love a new book, but, um, you know, it's kind of fun to like, be like, Hey, I got this book. You got that book. Oh, you don't have this. I don't have that. Let's swap. I think you can also sell them. Yes. I think selling them is fine. I don't think you guys should have any shame about selling a book you have two of. One, I will say one fun thing if you, just as far as gift giving goes, that my brother did one year. There was a bookseller that was like an independent bookseller online that was having a huge sale around the holidays. And so he went and bought, it was like. I don't know how many, but it was, like, a ton of books, like, 20 books from them. Oh, wow. And then he wrapped them all individually, and then he and me and another member of our family um, sat around, and we opened them, and he even opened them, too. We all just picked out random books, and so we all got, like, five or six books, and they were books, like, I had never heard of, but they were cool, weird ones, and then we would swap, because it was, like... I got a bunch of poetry books, which I don't usually read, so I, like, swapped with someone else. And it was just, like, a really fun way to, like, support an indie bookstore. He spent, like, 50 bucks or something, and he That's got awesome. presents for all of us. He walked away with a bunch of books. And, and it was, like, fun books, like, fun, weird books that I never would have thought to read. It was just, like, a really fun gifting experience. Go Bria's brother. Yeah, good idea. So what do you get for that reader in your life that already has a zillion books? You have no idea what they have. There's all kinds of cool bookish presents that you guys book can perfume. get them. Book perfume? Book perfume. Book scented candles, a mug with a quote from their favorite author, t-shirt with a book cover they love, uh, a gift certificate to out of print tees would be a great gift. Anything on Etsy, go on Etsy. Yeah. That is like the place where you can like literally find anything. I often buy go- not related to Christmas or holidays. I buy on on movies. I'll buy people like whatever their favorite movie or book is. I'll buy like them a 
something that has to do with that instead of I'm not going to buy them yeah. that book again. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. And also, mm -hmm. there's some really cool gift subscription ideas. Like, you could do a couple months to Book of the Month Club. Oh, yeah. You could do a couple months to Audible. You know, that way it's kind of different. It's still gifty. And they can pick their own stuff. But, you know, you know, they know that you put some some thought into it. So if you want to send us your holiday book ideas or what you got for the holidays, we could do a whole episode just hearing the crappy book gifts you guys got yes, or please. the great book gifts that yeah. you got. Send it to us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. So we, before we interview a librarian friend of the show, Brazos Price, about book gifting, we're going to take a quick break. Which pop culture icon is ripe for a comeback? What movies should I go see this weekend? What should I binge watch next? I like to Hulu and chill. Am I a monster? Yeah, what's a great French film about lady cannibals? For answers to these questions and so much more, come on over to Pop Rocket, a pop culture roundtable show with me, Guy Branham. Winter Mitchell. Margaret Wappler. And Karen Thompson. Catch us every Wednesday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you decide to get your podcasts. I'm not going to judge. Now it's time for our segment, Ask a Book Professional. I have my friend Brazos Price here. He is a librarian in Georgia. Thanks for being here. Glad to be here. I have a couple of book-related questions. It's mostly about recommendations and gifts and things. You work at a library. You have to talk to people about books all day. So what book do you recommend to people most? Just so it depends on the age range of the people. So when I was a youth services librarian... Uh, I leaned heavily upon, you know, award winners to start out with. But typically what you do before that is you ask about the person. So books are like people. Everyone's different. Uh, and there's a, a great saying that I believe it was from S.R. Ranganathian, one of the great pillars of librarianship. And he said, every book, it's reader, every reader, their book. I'm paraphrasing. That might not be the exact quote. So there's a book for every person. So yeah. you have to find out what that is. Skipping ahead, though, let's just pick some, some fun ones. Say you like fantasy books. I do. I like fantasy books. You like fantasy Love books? Them. Excellent. So I would recommend The Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss. I've actually never read it. You should read it today. Start today. <laughs> it's a big book. That's a good one. So one that I would recommend that's sort of more horror would be The House of Leaves by Mark Danielewski. Great. I could recommend tons of comic books. I love comics. Okay, go. You like comics, right? I love comics. Okay. So let's see. But what's a good gateway comic? I've never read a comic Ooh. before. What should I read? That's tough. If you've never read comics before and you like memoirs, I would recommend uh, Fun Home by Alison Bechtel. That would be a great one. Now a successful play. Now, uh, yeah, on it's Broadway. on Broadway, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exciting. If you like superhero movies and you want to read a superhero comic, there's a ton to choose from. I think I'm going to I'm going to suggest World War Hulk. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to oh, go with that one. one. That All one's right. pretty fun. It's kind of like the Hulk gets uh, crash landed on a planet and has to fight his way free. So it's pretty exciting. That's lots of, yeah, it's, it's like lots of gladiatorial stuff going on. Pretty and not, interesting. we haven't already seen it in a movie. You haven't seen great. it in a movie yet. Yeah, so it would be a new new story for you. Okay, so let's say I'm coming into your library with a friend, and I say, this is my friend. He's not really a reader. What would you recommend for him? Because I feel like this is a problem when you're maybe giving a gift, mm -hmm. or I just, especially I meet people and they're like, I don't read that much. What should I read? Which is such a big question of, Absolutely. I don't know. Yeah. But well, I guess it also depends on what they like. But if they exactly. don't really know, yeah. what, do you suggest a book that everyone's heard of? Do you suggest a book that no one's heard of? Well, first you ask what they like, 
and then you try to tailor it to that. So, and you'll typically want to choose something that you like too, so you can use that kind of social pressure to talk about it afterwards. Because <laughs> that's what friendship's all about. Um, <laughs> having things in common. Having things in common, exactly. And building new commonalities. To your point, though, yeah, interests, that's really going to drive it. So, because there's really, you know, a book for every topic. Um, say a person likes sports, I might suggest, and they're into basketball, I might suggest Playing Their Hearts Out by George Dorman. Wonderful book about the. Uh, amateur athletic union and and how it's impacted uh, the pros and and college basketball. Um, so it's great, great story and also just very people focused. So I really like that one. But yeah, it really depends on the individual person and also obviously what age range they are and so all sorts of different things. So I, I typically will lean upon things that I've read or reviews that I've read or popularity obviously is mm-hmm. a good thing to draw from as well sports books are something i'm so not versed in but that's such a great idea for a Absolutely. non-reader is a, a sports book or maybe i always think about political books that like you know they're into certain politicians or famous people like oh they love john stewart like buy mm-hmm. them you know his book you know, something like that absolutely that's a, that's a great thing you know and, and most people who are in the public sphere have written a book right so like politicians if they're if they like politics you know if you're a big fan of President Obama, you might read Dreams of My Father. If you're a big fan of President Trump, you might read The Art of the Deal. So there's lots of different books for different people. (laughs) Let's not Um, suggest that on the show. (laughs) (laughs) The year is nearly over, so we're doing a special segment this week for the holidays, for the end of the year. Many of you guys have written in to ask us to talk more about the books we love. And because, you know, you guys listen to the show, you know, we don't really review books on the show. That's not really what Reading Glass is about. But... For the special holiday episode, we put together our 2017 favorite books. What were your favorite books this year, Bria? Oh, man. This is really hard for me, and not for the reasons you probably think that it's hard for me. It's hard for me because I don't keep up with the books that I read. And you gave me a journal earlier this year, and I tried to write the things in the journal, I but I no, didn't. No, I have no, no, it's a... Uh, it was just hard. I'm I just, absolve you of your book guilt. Yeah, it's just hard for me. And then I started writing it down in this little journal my mom gave me, but it's not a journal, it's just a notebook. Anyway, so it was hard for me to remember what books that I did and did not read. But I will tell you the books that I remember that I read. They came out in 2017. We're doing books that came out in 2017, yes. right? Okay. A lot of them are recent because I don't know what I read in January. That's amazing. <laughs> Down Among the Sticks and Bones, the Sean and McGuire sequel to Every Heart a Doorway is great. I want to say Every Heart a Doorway because I also read it this year, but it's... It, it came out last year. It came out last year. But if you're going to read the second one, you may as well read the first one. And they're both novellas, so it's very short. Yeah. Uh, sea of Rust by our mutual friend, C. Robert Cargill, Yay. was one of my favorite sci-fi books of the year. Oh, and it's awesome. I am not seeing enough people talk about it because it's robots apocalypses it's basically a dark wally if like i had to put a name on it yeah it's amazing the hate you give by angie thomas one of the best books of the year yeah and earlier this year you and i both we gave a book a copy of that book to tanya our friend tanya thompson did a giveaway yeah yeah and that and that was really fun and i really enjoyed the book yeah and also universal harvester by john darneal uh i have not read that yet oh it's great it's dark and weird and not necessarily a book that, like It's like weird fiction. People are calling it horror, but I don't think of it as horror. It's like mm. weird. All right, what are your favorite books of the year, Mallory? Uh, it's Priest Daddy by Patricia Lockwood. It's my favorite, favorite, favorite book. It, this book is so funny and so poignant and so wonderful. Like, uh, this book 
I don't remember the last time I genuinely enjoyed, like, really, every page, I just, like, had so much fun and just enjoyed the reading experience so much mm. that I'm going to, this might be the for, the only book that I read twice this year. Oh, wow. I'm going to do it on audio, too. Oh, cool. Because I just love it so much. I heard much. it's great on audio. That's, actually, people have talked about that. Yeah. yeah. Abandon Me by Melissa Phoebos, which is another memoir, which, I mean, it didn't make me laugh. It This book made me cry a lot. It just destroyed me, but it's just so beautiful and incredible, and I love it so much. My favorite thing is Monsters by Emil Ferris. I was going to put that on my list, and then I... I was trying to really limit it, but that was that's definitely on my like as far as comics I read, that's definitely my favorite. And it's oh, a yeah. of books too. It's, it's a great book. So good. Changeling by Victor Lavelle. Oh, you know what? I reached out on Twitter and I was like, What are you guys' favorite books this year? And I think more than one person said that. The Changeling? Yeah. It's a great book. Yeah. The Blind by Adam Sternberg. Exit West by Mohsen Hamid. And the best audiobook for me this year was We Are Never Meeting in Real Life by Samantha Irby. Oh. It made me laugh so hard. I would be like listening to it in the bathroom and my boyfriend would be like outside the bathroom listening to it and laugh even though he had like no constant no, no context for it he would just be like listening to what she would say and laugh because it's just so enjoyable and fun. What are you good. doing in the bathroom when you're listening to it? Showering. Uh, what? I, I, have, like, I, I have a Bluetooth speaker. Oh, wow. Is it waterproof? Oh, well, I, it's not in the shower with me. It's like outside the shower. And you can hear it over the shower? Oh, I put it wicked loud. <laughs> I'm deaf. You know this. So everything I listen to is incredibly loud. <laughs> but when I'm like, putting my makeup on, I try to get, you know, I do at least a half an hour of an audiobook every day while I'm getting ready. Oh, wow. Okay, so what did you read this year that's not from 2017 and you're like, I got to read this book because this book is, is a book that like I feel like I'm catching up on an old book that's been needing to be read. Two, I have a nonfiction and a fiction pick for this. My nonfiction is Tiny Beautiful Things by Cheryl Strayed, which is Cheryl Strayed's collection of columns from her Dear Sugar column, oh, yeah. her advice column, and it just fucking wrecked me i loved it so much i started listening to it audio and i adored it so much that halfway through i went out and bought a hard copy and started highlighting it i'm so glad that i it just like changed my life and my favorite my fiction book of the whole year that i'm so glad that i read is i'm thinking of ending things by ian reed oh yeah because it's like it's this book is the only book i've ever read that I, I would describe as like David, like a David Lynch movie. Oh, hmm. which, as you know, is my favorite thing in the entire world. You love a David and Lynch movie. I love this book so much. I'm so happy I read it. What about you, Bria? Well, the book I'm reading right now, Old Man's War, which I talked about at the beginning of the show, because of Collapsing Empire, I felt like I had mixed, missed out on it. But also, I read Bears in Spain, Nancy Cruss book. I never read it. I so randomly when I was going to Europe earlier this year, I Googled. Spain and sci-fi and it came up it has nothing to do with Spain it literally does I don't think a moment of it takes place in Spain or Europe but I was like I'll get this book whatever and then I posted about it someone was like oh yeah that's such a you know a cornerstone of science fiction and I was like oh no I didn't even know but I was really glad I read it because it's an amazing book and it is a very awesome book about not needing to sleep they've been away not need to sleep anymore and it's fun. whoa i want to read that that's like that's what you're trying to do with your life basically that's that's where, I, where i'm going if you like the show please rate and review us on itunes it's a great holiday present for me and bria give us a sweet review on on itunes it helps us reach more readers and listeners uh reading glasses is also pleased to offer interactive transcripts of the show through greta go to g-r-e-t-t-a.com slash reading underscore glasses to read and turn your favorite reading glasses moments into clips that you can share out on social media you can email us at reading glasses podcast at gmail.com find us on twitter at reading g podcast or instagram at reading glasses podcast and you can always follow along on our bookish adventures using the general hashtag Hashtag reading glasses. Thanks for listening. And thanks, thanks for, for reading. reading. And happy holidays. That was a good, good, that was a good holiday week. 
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.